we, we are not decide we haven't made the 100% decision to demolish but going back to what I mentioned about the you know being respectful of the taxpayer we have to enter this project with the idea that we would demolish so lots of talk about Baptist the former Baptist property the funding from the state the uh, are we going to actually commit to demolish it in order to get the state to give us the $8 million or are we going to hold out to commit because we're worried that it's going to be much more than $16 million to actually fix the property into a usable shape and taking out the three that comes from Baptist and the sum that comes from the county? What number are we left with? Well, at 16, we're left with you know, a couple million. If it turns out to be 20, we're left with a whole lot more. And do we want to encumber the uh, city with that kind of an obligation? Joining us now, Mayor D.C. Reeves. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Good so, morning. Good to have you. So my one question is, and you did talk a little bit about this yesterday, but if the property doesn't get demolished, when what's the alternative? It can't just sit there for forever and ever, can it? Right. I mean, there's a couple things. Obviously, uh, like any you know building that that would be you know not being used would have to be held to certain standards, or you know it end up being code issues, and that would be anywhere. But no, I mean, what I was saying is bigger than that. I get a lot of emails and and people reaching out saying, "Hey, I've got an idea. I just got an email last night. I got an idea. Why are you going to tear the buildings down? Why don't you repurpose them now?" We there have been, and Baptist can speak to this better than me. Several people with that same idea that have gone into the towers. And walked out uh, with with uh, shrugged shoulders, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, so, but but that's not necessarily a decision that has to be made today. What needs, and that's what I was saying during the press conference, is look, we have to treat this as if we need the funding to get the buildings demolished. Now, if there's a way to save Tower Three because of X, Y, and Z, and then that could be repurposed, uh, you know, uh, the way I see it is that if this all happens and the funding happens. The city is going to have significant expense uh, or the master developer in terms of getting it shovel ready. I mean, there, there's environmental questions under there. You know, so so that's why I've been very uh, I've tried to be very conscious of the taxpayer on the front end of this, because, look, there's a lot of unknowns to this property moving forward. So, you know, how much money the city and county puts in, how much money the Baptist puts in and how the sta- the capital is stacked here. Uh, you know, you have to go under the presumption that there's going to be some costs after the demolition. And um, so, you know, I'm trying to be mindful of that as well. So, so doesn't, uh, but, but we've doesn't got that, to treat it as if we need all the money. But doesn't that run the risk? Because you're, aren't you running the risk of losing the state money? I, I totally get the concern about the cost being a lot higher than just 16 and a half. But if you can't say we're going to demolish it, then maybe we can't get the eight million from the state either, right? Isn't that a, a risk? No, yeah. Uh, let me let me correct that. Yes, the, the project, as it is stated, is to demolish the building. I guess what I was saying is there's so much more work to do. There there isn't going to be a scenario, uh, just to be clear, that there's going to be no uh, demolishing and that we would repurpose everything. That, that that's not going to happen purely because of environmental. If there are fragments of of the legacy campus that could be saved. Those are things we can entertain. But but I'm saying we are, as far as the project goes, we are moving forward that it will take full abatement and and the, and the demolish uh, demolishment of the main campus and towers. That's that's how we're treating it at this point. So um, no, we're not we're not getting into it. That's kind of my point, Andrew. We're not getting into discussions about can we save this tower or that floor or this part of the building. At this point, okay. a lot of people want to have those conversations with us and with the Baptists, but it, they're just not 
it's not the right time to even have those. We have to treat this as that we're going to demolish the entire thing. And I would I would say sitting here right now, percentages say that will be uh, the, the you know that is that is the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak of. Uh, of what will end up having to happen there I know from everything that we know so far. One of the concerns you clearly expressed yesterday was that, uh, you know, the unknowns, as you even said this morning, the, the unknowns and the potential additional costs on top of that $16.5 million. Um, but is it not, could you not put out for an RFQ or an RFP or something to get a, you know, get a couple of numbers so then you could feel more confident about making the obligation or, you know, really making a decision so that we could get the, like the state money secured and then start looking for the other sources with the county and all that? We could, um, you know, we there there were several. When we started going down the direction of a formal donation agreement, yeah. uh, which was the first step we took, uh, you know, we had several environmental questions that were going to that were going to take longer than this legislative session to answer, um, and that's how we why we pivoted into more of this non-binding letter of intent was to say, hey, we 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 Baptist and the city are in general agreement that if we're able to procure the funding. That the city is amenable to taking the property. That's ultimately what what okay. we have signed at this point. Okay. Um, and so, so look, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, what we're looking for is, and I mentioned is, uh, I, I think this is this could be a transformational project. We want to be as helpful as po- possible. I know uh, Baptist wants to see this happen. Certainly, we do. Uh, but I also have other responsibilities. Of you know, the, the worst case scenario for the city is to get partial funding. And then and then take donation of the property. Yeah. Uh, because as I said, we already have unknowns with full funding uh, of the property. Uh, if we start getting into partial funding of the property, uh, that's just not something. As, as much as I want to see this happen, that's not something that I can put on the taxpayer at this point because there we, we got enough unknowns as it is. And 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 what I've said to everybody involved in this, I think you know our delegation, Baptist is look. There's a little bit of risk in this in all for all of us. But but for great things to happen and for a transformational projects to happen. You know, this is not going to work out with the you know, with the little risk that I want to take, or that the delegation wants to take, or that Baptist wants to take. We're we're just going to all have to say, hey, we're going to put our heads together. There's going to be some discomfort in in making this happen for all of us in some way, uh, be it financial or bandwidth or or uh, whatever. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and and by the way, I totally understand that uh, there have been some experiences so far under your uh, mayorship where costs have been higher and unexpectedly higher for a variety of infrastructure and you know building things that you, you, it's very reasonable for you to think that the cost might be more than uh, initially anticipated. We have a, uh, a very particular question for Mayor Reeves that will pertain to other people, but it's uniquely also pertains to me. City council chambers, if I'm not mistaken, you said are actually under renovation now, which is why you're not doing meetings there. Still, you're going to video stream the meetings and podcasts or, and post the videos of the council meetings, yes? Uh, yeah, we are. Ha- we're moving them to Hagler Mason, so we already have the infrastructure. Oh, good. Okay, so it's all set. Okay. To, uh, so we've we've actually, if you haven't been, it looks uh, it looks really nice. We've redone Hagler, which of course is where a lot of our citizens interact or or play a part in city government uh, in terms of you know committees and boards and things like that. And so uh, that has been refreshed and revamped. Uh, you, you won't recognize it from uh, from the 1970s uh, previously and. And honestly, that's the same thing with council chambers. You know, there's kind of a running joke, but it's not a joke that the chair that I sit in at the mayor's office is older than me. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in, in council chambers, and um, you know, the other thing I would say is, you know, 
the furniture we've had the furniture and the, some of those the fixtures so long that they've become vintage. They might be actually worth more than they would have been. Uh, I wonder if they might be ago, uh, protected under historical preservation. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, we, we care about that. That's so right. The city. We, and we certainly have done that with our furniture. So, um, you know, but I think it's good. At the end of the day, where the citizen interacts, I think it's, you know, we should show our employees. We should show our citizens, these folks who do invest their time and energy into to helping city government. You know that we show that say, hey, this matters to us. That when you Agreed. walk in city I, yeah. hall, and that and that was like, budgeted. They've you know, been working on that, respect. yeah, from before that. So that's all good. Uh, new city attorney Adam Cobb, uh, at least if he gets confirmed uh, by the city council next week. Um, the one thing I noted on his resume is he was uh, accomplishment was defeating the fish hatchery. And also prote- protecting public access for uh, beaches, I think, in Escambia County. Um, so I guess he was kind of an adversary to the city, uh, at least to a former mayor, uh, on a project in the city previously, right? Yeah, well, it, it, what, I, what I really like about uh, uh, Adam's work so far is, of course, all of his experience, and he's really one of the most respected real estate attorneys uh, in the city, in the region, and as you can, I mean, we could rattle off, you could rattle off how many projects that we have coming up, whether it be Maritime Park, Baptist Hospital, American Magic, um, and others that uh, so much of what we do is either ordinance related or real estate related, um, you know, lease related yeah. uh, in terms of uh, work at the city. So so that's the ideal skill set you'd want for any city attorney. Uh, and then I mentioned in the press conference, you know, I like the fact that uh, this is someone who grew up here, moved away. Uh, built a lot of experience, moved back here, uh, actually kind of around the same time I did, and and wants this uh, opportunity not because he needs it, uh, but because he cares about this city, which is uh, very similar to how I feel about my job. This is not something that, that I had to do. This is something that uh, I wanted to step in. because I wanted to do it because I care about this place and, and where my daughter's going to grow up and all of those things. So, um, so I like that mentality coming into a job that you have this greater sense of purpose of why you're doing it. And um, so certainly excited to get him on. I know our city attorney offices uh, and John Daniel and Begman Lane have done an awesome job. They'll continue to play roles in certain aspects, the airport and others, as they were doing previously when we had a, a full-time city attorney on board. So what? excited to get Adam on board and we're expecting early February. Do you anticipate he's going to shuffle the rest of staff at all? Because there's other people that work for you in the city attorney's office, just not you don't have a lead. Does, has he expressed any um, any plans for the rest of the staff in the in the attorney's office? Well, uh, what I'd say the precedent so far in this administration is any department director is going to come in and and they deserve to have the purview to make you know any assessment they want. That not just being staffing, but you know how it's organized. What mm-hmm. what is this person's scope and that person's scope? Um, certainly, any department director is going to be held accountable to make sure that their department is successful. Well, the only way to do that is that the department runs the way that they need it to run for it to be successful. So, um, so I don't really stand in the way of those types of decisions, uh, you know, because how, if I do, how can I hold that person accountable uh, to to performance in their department? So, I gotcha. uh, like, so no different. Like any Parks and Rec, uh, we actually are excited. We're starting a, a facilities and fleet management division now um, because we're really taking maintenance. Uh, you're going to see that on the January agenda that we're hiring a director over uh, facilities and fleet. So we actually are, we care enough about maintenance to say how we take care of our vehicles and our assets, our buildings is now not secondary parts of public works and sanitation, 
but it's its own department. And, and so we're really trying to, you know, kind of put our effort where our mouth is on that. And uh, so same thing for, for him as well, okay. is that he'll have the purview to set that up the way he needs to. Um, next week in the meeting, you're going to do second reading for the building height ordinance, the red light camera ordinance, the driver safety panhandling ordinance, and the tree trimming ordinance. Um, and those things didn't even make your list of priorities for the year. I guess you're counting them as December accomplishments. So we'll look forward to a big meeting next week. Uh, we always like to get uh, to talk about some frivolous, silly things, lightning round kind of stuff with the mayor. Uh, when you cut into a king cake with the knife, let's say you're in a, uh, a public area like at work. Let's say there's a king cake served mm-hmm. at the uh, city hall. What do you do with the knife after you cut into it? Uh, I set it right in the middle of the king cake. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. It's usually plastic. It's you know, it's up it's up on the seventh floor. You know? All right, very uh, that good. Was, that's my last memory of doing that. You don't stab it like Excalibur. Okay, fair enough. Well, this is a question we talked about uh, earlier in the week. I'll try that next next yeah. year or this this Mardi Gras season. I'll try it. When you were a kid, where was that special place that your parents took you? Could be a restaurant. Doesn't have to be a restaurant. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm talking the old school Chuck E. Cheese, same location, uh, but you know, the scary, uh, mechanical uh, version. <laughs> Animatronic uh, five nights at Freddy's Chuck E. Cheese. All right. I like that. Exactly. And showbiz. then, sorry, showbiz. showbiz. Oh no. Okay. And then the last thing is, um, I don't know if you did this yesterday with the day off of school, but, uh, what's a good school day activity, either you remember from your youth or that you did, uh, with the kiddo. Um, with Caroline, uh, yeah, uh, or with when I was a kid. Either way, you know the weather activity. Oh, What's the fun thing? You. Well, right, it's sports. I would say because I mean I, that's all I did growing up was after school play basketball, baseball, everything, and then now Caroline's a, a big tennis player, so I'm out there as an amateur coach. Uh, you know, throwing tennis balls uh, to her whenever I can. So I got we're, you. we're just talking about doing that this weekend. So. Very good. Mayor D.C. Reeves, always a pleasure to talk to you. We look forward to the uh, press conference and our interview and, of course, the meeting next week. Uh, and as always, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Andrew.